0: Sometimes all it takes is one person feeling the spirit, and that's the drama this morning. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you all. To God be the glory. Amen. Amen. I tell you, that devil came in here and threw a cold bucket of water on this place, didn't it this morning? But God woke you up. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Now it's, it's something amazing that when praises goes up Somebody used to say the blessings come down But I don't want you to look at it that way I want you to look at the fact that when you continue to give God the glory, when you continue to praise God You're sending blessings up to heaven Amen? Amen? I, I, we got to stop all we want God to give, 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 give us. But we must do what? Give, give, give to God. That's right. Amen? Amen. And I tell you, we didn't have no greater role model than Jesus himself. And what's interesting is that the prophet Isaiah 700 years ago, seeing Jesus doing just that. And that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. We're going to be looking at the Lord Jesus Christ in a way that we've never seen him before. And then we're going to take and make a connection with our very own lives. Because as the bride of Christ, we are just like him. Amen? Amen. As I was telling Deacon Clinton last night, I said, Deacon Clinton, God is rising his people up. It's time for us to no longer look at ourselves as normal Christian. What is a normal Christian? Can you explain that to me? Because Jesus said when he was talking to Nicodemus that night, he said, those who are born of the spirit is just like the wind when it's blowing. Nobody knows where it's going or what? Coming. Okay. We're unpredictable. Are there any unpredictable people in here? Come on. When you're moved by the Spirit of God, you become what? Unpredictable. Even King Saul experienced that when when the prophet Samuel told him. He said, when the Spirit comes upon you, he's going to change you into another man. And you know what? When the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samuel, and Samuel was around the prophets. And you know the Holy Ghost was moving, boy and all of a sudden that king became another man he was no longer himself and the people that was watching made the comment is Saul now one of the prophets why because when the Holy Ghost comes upon you you are not the same hello listen I heard Mr. David play starting out kind of yuck yuck and then I heard when the spirit hit that brother, I mean, he was gone. I was surprised the guitar still had strings. <laughs> I've heard these sisters play these ivory keys. I've heard Shelly them sing. Shelly at times can make you want to go, whoa, what's that? Then <laughs> all of a sudden you go, woo, listen at them sisters sing. Why? Because when the spirit of the Lord comes upon you, he turns into what? Another person. You're not the same. Stop looking at being the same every day and say, Lord, where we're we going today. Amen? He's going to rise his people up beyond normalcy. Why? Because normalcy belongs to the earth and not to God. Oh, some of you didn't catch that part. Normalcy belongs to the earth and not to God. And that's the problem that the religious leaders had with Jesus. When they looked at him, They were thinking, oh, this is just another what? Another guy. This is just one of the boys from Nazareth who mother and father we know is not just a carpenter of what? Son? Why? Because they were looking at Jesus with the eyes of normalcy. And Jesus did not come as a normal human being. Mom and daddy didn't lay down and she jumped on her, up. I'm pregnant. Amen? When the Holy Ghost came to town, he brought Jesus with him. And he placed Jesus in Mary's womb. Therefore, Jesus is known as the miraculous what? Conception. So he's not normal. And from that day forward, when he came out of the womb, everybody, air every folks were looking like, is he normal? Is he normal? No, he wasn't. And if you don't think so, ask those old men who was in the temple of God in Jerusalem when his 12-year-old walked in. And when he walked in, he blew them away the Bible tells you and I that they were amazed at his what? wisdom and understanding they were asking him questions and he was answering and he was asking them questions and they were going back and forth and they were amazed that this young man knew more than they did now as we get ready to focus on him and the father think about this one of those leaders sitting at that table that day or in that seat in the, Seneca, um, in the temple of Jerusalem was no other than Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a young Pharisee at that time. Are you getting this now? 18 years later, or maybe a little bit longer, Nicodemus is an old man now. And he hear about this great and wonderful person. You can keep playing. He heard about all the miracles and signs and wonders that he had done. And I wonder if Nicodemus put one and one together. Could this be the same young fellow some years back? That blew us away with his wisdom. And I believe Nicodemus made the connection. Now keep in mind 700 years earlier, Isaiah is looking at this young man. And he's seeing what he can do because the Holy Ghost is showing him. Earlier sometime earlier, uh, Isaiah had walked in the temple and got floored. He thought it was business as usual. He thought it was normalcy, okay? And walked in the temple of God. And you read about it in chapter 6. When Isaiah walked in the temple, what did he say? Whoa! When he saw the Lord, what? Sitting upon his throne, high and lifted up. That must have been a sight to see. You thinking that, okay, I'm going to go and do my priestly duties today, and then God sitting on the temple. <laughs> that must have been something but keep in mind everybody what Jesus came here as I want you to get this deep within you today when Jesus was here he did not operate as a normal person he looked normal, he dressed normal he lived in a normal family But he himself was not normal. So he didn't operate in a normal capacity. Neither did he think normal. Come on. A lot of us get in predicaments because we think what? Normal. We can't see beyond our present situation. I know over the years my wife has told me time and time again, God's going to work this out. In other words, stop thinking what? Normal. Come up and let the Lord rise you above it. And I was wondering if the kids had been listening to the Spirit talk to me as they talked about Isaiah 40, the last verse in chapter 40 here, and how God will give you strength like eagles, right? He'll mount you up with wings like what? Like eagles. Now, if you understand that whole context about what Isaiah said there, he was looking at the invasion army coming from the north to destroy Israel. He was looking at Nebuchadnezzar and his mighty army rolling in the town. And if you understand the language right there, he was saying even the best and the strongest of our people, the young men, he said they will lose strength and they will become afraid and they would what? Faint. And then he reminded them of something that's beyond what? Normacy. And this is where Jesus is taking you. That today you have to be reminded that you're not normal anymore. Why? Because those that wait upon who? The Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ shall renew their strength. Come on. And shall mine up what? With wings like eagles. That means God is rising up on His people, that's what the Spirit been showing me in the last couple of days that God is taking his people to a level that's not earthly. And we're going to look at that because Jesus said that his people are just like him. He said on the night in which he was betrayed, he said, greater works than these you shall do. Why? Are we doubting the Lord? He said, why? Because I'm going back to my father. Come on somebody, you know the word of God. What does that mean? The work that Jesus did on earth, you also shall what? Do. That's not normal. It is not normal for the world to go and raise the dead. It is not normal for the world to cast demons out of people. Hello, somebody. It is not normal for the world to heal sickness, blindness, and lameness, and deafness, and muteness. That is not normal. That's why they have doctors at chance. Why? Because it is not normal for people to be healed of these things. But with God's people, what did Jesus tell us through the apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 12? He said, And the spirit gave somewhat. What did the Spirit do? He gave gifts to men. He gave some what? The gift of healing. He gave some the gift of what? Prophecy. He gave some the gift of wisdom. He actually started out with wisdom, and then he said, by the same Spirit, the gift of what? Knowledge. Otherwise, knowing things that you never knew before. And then the gift of faith. Extraordinary faith to rise up above your situation. Above earthly common sense and see God at work. Okay? And then discerning the spirits. It gave you the supernatural ability to say, oh no, that's demonic. In the name of Jesus. Get out of here, devil! Because you know that's not from God. And then the ability, he said, to listen and to hear foreign language or tongues, they call them. And then to be able to understand and speak those languages at the appropriate time, so that the recipient can turn to Jesus, folks, is that normal? No. But Jesus demonstrated them all. When the Syrian Phoenician woman came to him and said, "Lord, will you heal my child, my daughter? She's flexed by a demon." He says not good for us to take the children food and do what cast it to the dogs. Now this woman come from another part of the country not from Israel but further north and to the west known today as Lebanon spoke a different dialect than Jesus them did hello but yet the Lord did what he understood her why because he's not normal he looked normal he wore normal clothes like everybody else but yet he did not operate normal now we're his bride his children his disciples by the his spirit we are just like him that's what this message is all about today to bring you what up So you don't look at yourself in that pity party way that you've been doing the last few days and saying, warn to me. No, your God is not normal. Hello. Normal gods are made out of wood, stone and clay and gold and iron and bronze. They can't do anything. Hello, are you hearing me out there? Our God is God and is alive and is the creator of the universe. Come on! When He speaks, the wind shuts up and the sea behaves. When He speaks, demons come squeaking out of people. When He speaks, diseases leave people. Amen. That's our God. All right. Now God is the one who spoke the universe into existence. Psalms 33, verse 6 said, And by the mouth of the Almighty, the host of heaven came out. When God opened his mouth, guess what happened? All them little twinkle, twinkle little stars, y'all like to say? Came out faster than the speed of light. Amen? Amen? And there they were, hanging out in the universe on nothing. Perfectly in sync by God. Can you imagine something coming out so orderly for the very first time? No human had not yet been made by God, and yet the universe is in perfect sync. Not millions of years, folks. Not trillions of years like men think so, but simply in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, God made it what? Happen. It came forth. And Jesus, standing back, being who he is in God spoke and it happened. Let's prepare your hearts and mind to go before the Lord in prayer. Continue to play. Every head bow with me. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, your people, we know who you are, Father. And we glorify your holy name and we know your son jesus blessed be the name of the lord blessed is the lamb of god thank you lord jesus for coming but lord we don't fully understand who we are in you but today by your spirit by your word you're going to give us a glimpse into that we're going to take a look in who you are and what you did And, Lord, and how people are going to openly rebuke you. And yet, you do not deny yourself. And you put them in their place. And, Lord, they're still in their place. They're still beneath you. And so, Lord Jesus, we'll gather in your name. And we want to hear from on high. We want to please the heart of God with our presence, with our thoughts, with our praise, with our clapping, whatever it is that will move by your spirit. We want to please the heart of God today. And Father, thank you for hearing our prayers with your son, Amelia, and how you're touching him and preserving his life right now. And Lord, comfort Miss Vicky, strengthen her, bless her heart. She tended to her husband day and night without ceasing. And yet, Lord, sometimes she grows weary. Will you strengthen her in this hour? Will you assure her that everything is all right? Because there's power in the name of Jesus. And so, Lord God, we thank you that you have already taken care of the matter. As you told your servant Isaiah, while you're praying, I will yet be answering you. And so, Lord, we thank you. And so, Lord Jesus, watch over your people, Israel. Will you allow your peace to dwell in your holy city, Jerusalem? Will you allow your spirit to move among them and bring them back to you? And for these United States, oh Lord, we're praying for our leadership in the White House. We're asking you, Lord, to give them wisdom from on high. Allow every man and woman that are in positions of authority, Turn back to you, Jesus. Let them look upon you, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end of all things, and call unto you. And Lord, have your way here, and send your word that where even a child can understand it. And we're here to glorify you forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So Isaiah, once again, thank you is giving us a look into the heart of Jesus long before Jesus came here as a human baby. And this is a sight to see. As you look at chapter 11 of Isaiah here, and then we're going to move over to John chapter 8. And we're going to see everything that Isaiah said About Jesus being carried out by Jesus in the flesh on earth as a normal person? No, the son of God is not a normal person. But yet he lived down here just like you and I did. He ate just like you and I did. slept and done everything else that you and I did as human beings. Okay, and so we know that he was a descendant of King David. That's what it says in verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 11. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. Simply mean that he will be a descendant of Jesse, the father of King David. Okay, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Interesting point that Jesus uses the branch imagery And his talk with his disciples. And here's another fascinating piece of knowledge from the Lord. The name Nazareth also means branch. Where he grew up at, Nazareth in northern Israel, means branch. Coincidence? No. Not with God. God's design, God's purpose. There's no happenstance with God, okay? And what would he do? The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Some seem to think that it was a day in which Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River when John brought him up out of the river and the dove of the Lord, the spirit coming down in the form of a dove, landed upon him. Some seem to think that that is the case. Rest is another way of saying that the Spirit of the Lord will what? Be with him, in him. Jesus Christ is the first human to be born with the Holy Ghost.
1: That
0: is, come directly from God. John the Baptist was also born of the Holy Ghost, even though he was born six months earlier. But I'm talking about Jesus was the first and only one of his kind. Meaning that the Holy Ghost is also his father. Mm -hmm. John had an earthly father named Zacharias. Jesus' father is God. Amen. Amen? Mm -hmm. So he came into this world as God. Clothed in human what? flesh. So does that make him normal? No. So that night in that stable that night in that stable in Bethlehem those angels knew who that baby was. When they went out in that field and began to speak to those shepherds they knew who was in the stable. They knew that their God, their Creator, their Lord, and their King was in that what? Stable. Mm-hmm. And they came to celebrate His arrival on earth as a human. Amen? Amen. Ain't no Mary had a little lamb. I keep telling y'all that. Okay? Now, look at it. And what, what would he do? What would he be like? How would he operate? How would he think? This is how, everyone. The spirit of wisdom. What does that mean? The spirit of wisdom. That means everything that Solomon wrote in Proverbs 8. That's The spirit of wisdom, that wisdom was the creator of all things. So I was with God in the beginning. John 1, 1 tells you and I, in the beginning.
1: God created the heavens and the
0: earth. John 1, 1. (laughs) In the beginning beginning was the Word. word and the word was God. Well, no. The word was with God and the word was God. Amen. So wisdom has always been where? With God. This is talking about the eternality of Jesus Christ. That he has no beginning and no what? No end. So you can count on him, Mr. David, (laughs) to be in there. Amen? Amen. And so But from an earthly point of view, when you start dealing with reasoning, and logic, okay? Nothing will be able to match him. Nothing. And we will see this being played out in, in a very extraordinary way through one of the servants of the Most High God, okay? And who is this? The Apostle Paul, he's on Mars Hill there in Athens, Greece. In Acts chapter 17, you will see Paul confront some of the top philosophers in Greece. There were two particular groups, the Epicureans and the Storks. And they began to speak the ancient philosophy of Greece to Paul. And Paul, having the same spirit that is in Christ, was also in Paul, making Paul not what? No, no, So that when he was faced But the best of the best philosopher, he was able to rise above them and use their own philosophy to teach them about God. Amen. Now, I don't want to go in there right now because we'll be hanging there for a while. Okay? But Jesus, those folks couldn't understand why how could this man read when he had never learned? Uh, hello, uh, he's the author of all knowledge. What are you talking about? He's the author of all language. What are you talking about? They didn't understand because they could only see him as a carpenter's son. Amen? There's a lot of conversation going on in this place today. Hello. So the spirit of wisdom and understanding, there's nothing in which Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not understand about your situation, about my situation, and any other human situation. There's nothing that's going on in hell that he doesn't know about, neither in heaven. Right. He knows all things, understand all things. Okay, amen. amen. But nobody understands me. How often do you hear that? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's beyond. You can't count the number of times people tell you that. But yet, when you tell them, go to God. Wait a minute. Now, you're saying that nobody understands you. Okay, if there are no humans that can understand you, won't you go to the one who can understand everybody? Amen? Amen. Now, Shelly is a pretty clever girl, but sometimes I wonder about that. There's 7.2 billion people on the face of the earth right now, approximately. Because, you know, babies are being born and then folks die too, right? Can you imagine being Jesus, having to understand all 7.2 billion people at the same time? And not only that, those are in hell that's crying out in agony, hearing their voices too. And then those in heaven that's doing what? Praising him continually without ceasing? I get tripped up when Matthew and Michaela get the going and go, I'm tired of it, boy. I can't take it. Right? But can you imagine Jesus? Mm -hmm. The entire human population? Mm -hmm. Woo! Do y'all understand he's not normal? Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. How often did the Pharisees and all the other religious leaders begin to think things in their minds and the Bible tells you and I, and he perceived their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Although he knew what they were what? Thinking. Amen. Now, Mr. David is an investigator, boy. that would have made him the best of the best of the best. He'd have blew Sherlock Holmes away if he'd have been able to be like that. Yeah. He said, what did you just say? A man go, I didn't say anything. Oh, but you did. Yeah. Remember Sarah when she laughed? And God said, why did you laugh? And she go, I I, I didn't laugh. He said, oh, but you did laugh. Mm-hmm. Is there anything too hard for God? Amen. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. <laughs> the same God that knows everything about you. Hello. And yet. He has given his children the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of knowledge so that you and I can be just like him, not higher than him, not equal to him, but do the work that he did. Normalcy. We are not normal because the spirit of Christ lives in us. So why do we complain and fall down? And walk a defeated life when the Lord said, Come here, child, I've given you eagles wings. Now take them things and fly <laughs> above your situation and fly to me. The purpose of mounting up Emma with wings like eagles, not so that you can get out of your situation, so that you can go to the throne of God and praise Him while the situation is going on. <laughs> Amen. All right, I got somebody in the house. (laughs) Amen. Come on, little brother. And now, as we continue to look at the word of God, the spirit of counsel. How often did the Lord Jesus Christ counsel people in crisis? All the time. time. Continually. Mm Continually. Continually one of the things that I talked to you all about was the prophet Elijah. You remember him? How he had ran from Jezebel because she had put a bounty on his head? <laughs> what did God go and do with him? When he was hiding in that cave, God went and found his son, didn't he? And he did not scream at him like some of us do. What are you doing? You're out of your mind. Why are you running away? Right? No. God went and said, Elijah, what are you doing here? The Bible said he whispered to him, Elijah, what are you doing here? Wow. And guess what, everybody? Elijah heard him.
1: <laughs>
0: counsel. God went, counsel. Is for the sole purpose of strengthening the one that's what? Weak. So Jesus is able to strengthen us when we're weak. When we don't feel like we can go on, we can tell Jesus, and Jesus said, don't worry, daughter. I got you. Amen? Amen. And you go, oh, Lord, why am I levitating? He goes, because I'm carrying you. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) and so (laughs) the spirit of counsel did you not know the day in which Jesus was betrayed he's sitting there in that upper room Miss Marie Judas has already left right and here you got the 11 other apostles and other disciples that were serving and Jesus said that it is to your advantage that I go away that if I don't go away the comforter cannot what come. Otherwise, other words, the counselor cannot come.
1: Right.
0: Meaning, Shelley, God is sending the counselor just for you. Just for you. Just for you. The counselor come for the body of Christ. Amen? So why are we so worried, Lord, what am I going to do when the Holy Ghost said all you got to do is talk to me? Hello, somebody. He said, all you got to do is talk to me. Let me tell you something. Nobody knows the mind of God and the mind of Christ better than the Holy Spirit. And no one knows you better than the Holy Ghost than the Holy Ghost. Hello. You like how that came out? Yeah. Why? Because it's by the Holy Ghost, Paul said, that you and I are created. (laughs) If the Spirit of God does not create us, we don't exist. It is by the Holy Ghost that we are saved. (laughs) Paul very adamantly says in Romans chapter 8, that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ in them is not his. The Holy Ghost is another name for the Spirit of Christ. Christ. So if he's not living in you, you don't belong to Jesus. That's why I find it hard pressed for anybody to say they belong to Jesus and live like hell on yesterday and try to be good today. Hello. Because the Holy Spirit is not going to allow you to stay in that predicament. Come on somebody. He is not pleased when the children of God cut up that's why the apostle Paul told the church in Ephesus he said do not do not grieve the Holy Spirit that was given to you well, what does that mean Emma don't break his heart I know how many times I've done it I have to ask God for forgiveness Let's move on. Jesus, what, what else? Might. Do you know after he had fed the 5,000? Well, then Bethsaida on that hillside on the northern part of the Sea of Galilee, the same town that Peter, James, and John, and Andrew and all of them are from. you know what they wanted to do to Jesus? The scripture says that they wanted to take him by force and make him their what? King. So what he did, he sent his disciples on ahead, said, go get in the boat, boys, and get out of here. Mm-hmm. And they went out on the Sea of Galilee, not knowing what was going to befall their master back on land. And so why those zealots, Z-E-A-L-O-T, they were the terrorists of their day against the Romans. Amen? They wanted to come and make him king. Guess who belonged to the zealots? Judas... Iscariot, the one who backstabbed him. That's what Judas wanted. Judas wanted, like, boy, if we could take all that power, can you imagine Jesus being on our side? What we can do to the Romans? But that's not why God sent them. Remember the night in which he's in the garden and they came to arrest him? And Peter did what? Pull out the sword. And cut off the ear of the high priest servant named Malchus. And you recall Jesus' words? What did he say to him? Yeah, those who live by the sword shall die by. He said, Put it up. Why? Because my, could I not call to my Father and he send me 12 legions of angels? Folks, that's 72,000 angels. And I've already told you in time past that one angel, one, killed over 70,000 in Jerusalem. He was headed to Jerusalem when King David had sinned by numbering the children of Israel. And God opened David's eyes and seen the angels standing at the threshing floor right outside of Jerusalem. And David seeing how many of his countrymen were killed by that angel, just like that. And David said, Lord, please, no more. And God told that angel, stay your hand. Otherwise, Jesus told him, it's enough. Can you imagine what 72,000 would do? And Lord, help us if you let Michael loose on us. <laughs> Whoa, that's a bad dude. But yet, Jesus is his master. Aren't you glad that Jesus is on our side? I hate to be Satan on the day of judgment. Come let me tell you. And it's not going to be a fight. The false prophet and the beast and all the men of the earth that's going to be fighting against Jesus. The Bible says it's not going to be a fight. What's going to happen on that day, Miss Shelley? The Bible tells you and I that the brightness of Jesus' glory is going to destroy the Antichrist. And him and the false prophet are going to be captured. Go ahead and give him some glory. Don't y'all be messing around with the Lord like that. And it says that Jesus' brightness is going to destroy them. And he's going to take the Antichrist and the false prophet. And cast them where? Into the lake of fire. And then he said with the rest of them, he's going to destroy with the sword that's coming out of his mouth. Otherwise, he's going to speak the word and all the rest of them going to die. Just like that. He ain't going to have to lift a finger. <coughs> Who's out are <of> you now? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, somebody. We got a bad man up there, Secretary of Defense, they call him Mad Dog. Mad Dog is no match for Jesus. Amen? Come on. We're moving right along, okay? Now. The spirit of knowledge, we talked about that, how much he knows, and the fear of the Lord. You remember constantly in the scriptures in the the four gospels, they tried to get Jesus to deny who he was. They tried to get Jesus to deny that God is his father. Yet Jesus loved his father, and he would never, ever disrespect his father. Why? Because the fear of God stayed upon him Constantly, and he would not allow anyone else to disrespect his dad. He would not. And now, what we're going to do, we're going to switch over to John chapter 8, and starting at verse 22. And we're going to take a look here. Look what Jesus does now. And this is the way you and I have to live our lives. Our Identity is not Where the Nelson family at in here? Raise your hand. Your identity is not in me. Your identity is in Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Are you hearing me? Miss Marie, even though you love this man sitting next to you, your identity is not in him. Your identity is in God by Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Now, watch what happens when Jesus is being confronted by the religious leaders of Israel and their followers. He had just healed a very, very important person. He had just healed a woman spiritually, because there's all kind of healings in there, Mr. David. The woman was caught in the act of adultery. And they wanted him to consent to her stoning, right? Yeah. And he just said, he who's without sin, let them do what? Cast the first stone. He put them on the spot. Can you see the devil just pushing that little crowd up, right? And Jesus put them in their place. Amen? And a woman is there, and he said, woman, where are your accusers now? And she looked around, and she said, none. And he said, neither do I. He had just healed her of her sins. Amen. Amen. And he told her, go and what? Sin. No more. No more. In other words, don't do this again. Okay? Now, you think the crowd left him alone? No, because they're being compelled by a spirit that's different than the Spirit of Jesus. They're being moved, Mr. Mary, by a spirit that's different than Jesus. Now, you and I are moved by the spirit of Jesus, okay? And therefore, we must act like our Lord. We must consent ourselves to live and be just like our Lord, okay? So, look at verse 22. So the Jews said, let let me back up. Let's go back a little bit further. Let's just um, go back to verse 12. I'll start there. Yeah. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall walk, not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. He's just simply telling us another way that Jesus, during that time of a festival, the Jews like to celebrate lights, the Feast of Lights, okay? It's, in, it's, it's, it's a, a commemory of when the Maccabees brothers saved Jerusalem. Then the menorah, they only had enough oil for it to burn one day. But God moved upon that thing and it burned for nine days. One day of oil lasted for nine days. Okay? And so they like to celebrate that. And Jesus began to tell them what? That he's what? He's the light of the world. Amen. And so... They looked at him and saying that he's bragging on himself. That's what we would say it in modern day time, Ms. J. He's bragging on himself. Okay? Now, what did he say in verse 13? Thir- the ver- they said, verse 13, the Pharisees therefore said to him, you bear witness of yourself. Okay? I got a 21-year-old in here. He's handsome. He can play drum, got a nice car, but that thing love himself. <laughs> Okay, he liked to brag on himself, that mama boy. Okay, and then listen, that just went out around the world too. Lord forgive me. <laughs> now listen, your witness is not true. They're telling you're fraud. Okay, you're doing all this bragging about who you are and what you can do, right? You're fraud. You're fake. You're phony. <laughs> Huh? Fake news. Fake news. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, watch this. Emma, you and I, we like it when the Lord moves, don't we? Watch him put these jokers in their place. Okay. Shelly, what you're going to see for the first time in Jesus confronting a hostile crowd, this thing is going to get really, really ugly. Okay. It's going to progress in ways. And finally, Jesus is going to call them out. He's going to call their true nature out. Y'all ready for this? Y'all sure? Come on, WLC. You sure? Yeah. All right. Jesus answered and said to them, even if I bear witness of myself, my witness is what? True. For I know where I came from and where I am, what? No. Gone. He will not deny himself. Okay, and you know how some kids are, they're ashamed of mom and daddy when their little friends come around, and mm-hmm. hey, hello, some of you teenagers out there, going to the mall or whatever in the school, you act like you don't know your parents, we had a kid when we go to school, here. like he didn't see us, that's that one in Alabama right now, okay, my wife said, you believe that little thing, that like he didn't know me? And there's another one of the Nelson Childs in here kind of shun mama when mama come around because the little friends are hanging around, okay? Don't you know that mama go upside your head? Well, Jesus is the same way spiritually. He's about ready to go upside somebody, what? Head spiritually. Otherwise, he's about to tell them like it is, Okay. When you think that you are going to deny the Lord, and by you denying him, he's supposed to deny himself. I had a Muslim tell me one time, you're out of your mind. Think God got a human as a son. God don't need man as a son. I'm going, you must have the wrong God then. I agree with Franklin Graham. The God of the Muslim cannot be the same God of the Jews and Christians. Because the God of the Jews and Christians say that God has a son and his name is Jesus. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Yeah. The Muslims say God don't have a son. So we cannot be serving the same God. Right. Uh-oh, some of y'all looking like, why he just called them folks out like that? I'm telling you truth. Okay? Look in here. So said, I know where I'm from and where I'm going. He came from Where? And he's going back where? Amen. But you do not know where I come from and where I am going. All right? They thought they knew him. They thought he was from where? Nazareth. Well, we know your mama and your daddy. We know where you're from, boy. Why are you talking like that? And Jesus goes, you don't know me. That's what he's saying. You don't know me. And it's true. Now, look a little further you judge according to the flesh other words Mr. David you can only call out what you see with your human eyes Jesus sees beyond what? human eyes he sees with the eyes of God okay? now you judge according to the flesh I judge no one John three seventeen. for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world But through him, the world might be saved. Hello. Isn't that beautiful? That's one of the Bible verses, by the way, for the Good News Club. And yet if I do judge, my judgment is what? True. He said, I'm not like you make up a bunch of lies about somebody. If I'm going to judge you, I'm going to judge you by what I see. Okay, not what you think you saw, but what I saw. For I am not alone, but I am with the Father who, what? Sent me. Now, Maurice, that must have made them mad as a wildcat. Because what he just told them, that God is his Father. father? (laughs) And listen to what they say next. Because they know the story about Mary. Watch how nasty they get. I told you all the story is going to get progressively, progressively, progressively nasty. Okay. And you're going to come across folks like that in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet you cannot be afraid to tell people you're Christian. You cannot be afraid to tell people you belong to Jesus. Amen. No and so listen, listen, listen what it says. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one who bears witness of myself, and the Father who sent me bear witness of me. Now, how would you like to say, let me tell you, you want a witness of, uh, of who I am? Hey, God, tell him who I am.
1: <laughs>
0: and the Father said, this is my beloved son in whom I am what? Well, well, well please. Well. Now, how would you think the crowd reacted to that one? <laughs> uh-huh. It would have sent him running for cover, wouldn't it? But did that, in fact, happen? not quite that way, but at his baptism, what did God say at Jesus' baptism? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, okay? Just in case they didn't get it then, three men on top of a mountain with Jesus, okay? What happened when they got to run in that mouth when Jesus was talking? The cloud came over and God spoke, this is my beloved son. Hear him. And by that time, old Peter shut up then. Okay? So when God's on your side, you ain't got to worry about anything. All right? Now... Moving along, Jesus is demonstrating superiority. He's not demonstrating normalcy because all they can see was a normal man proclaiming to be something that he's not. But yet he is not a normal man, and he is proclaiming exactly who he is. Did that come out right? Oz. Okay, I tried to put Oz and is together. (laughs) Okay. What a verb. Put it in the dictionary now. But anyway, who he is, he refused to deny himself. Okay. Some of you all sometimes want to run away from your identity, but let me tell you: once you are born again, you can't run from God anymore. Okay. <laughs> you're it. You're Mister and Mrs. Jesus Christ Shelley. Mm-hmm. Hello you now belong to Jesus you ain't getting away from him you can act like it all you want to but you belong to Jesus all right marching along you ready Mr. Mayor so then they said to him where is your father uh oh Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. That will come up again. But on the night in which he was betrayed, the disciples will ask that foolish question, right? Um. And they said, what, you been with me this long? You asked me to show you the father? Hmm. From now on, you have what? Seen him and what? Know him shut them up too but they were being nasty they're about to bring out and say your mama played the mm. watch this if you had known me you would have known my father these words Jesus spoke in the treasures as he taught in the temple and no one laid hands on him for his hour had not yet come then Jesus said to them again I am going away and you will seek me and will die in your sin where I go you cannot come Whoa Did he not just slap them upside the head? He said where well, I'm going, you can't come and you are going to die in your sins. Wow. You don't want to hear that from the Lord. Okay? However, he 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 will give a reprieve here. And we're going to see that in a moment, okay? Then he said to them, so the Jews said, will he kill himself? Because he says, where I go, you cannot come. And he said to them, you are from beneath. uh Uh-oh, here it is. And I'm from what? Hello, somebody. He just made the distinction. And this is what God's children got to understand. When God told Nicodemus, he said, you must be born again from above. Other words, when you get saved, you're born again by God from the throne of God for the purpose of God. Okay. And Jesus Christ had made it possible. Now, you and I are no longer normal humans. We're no longer from the earth, but we're from where? Above, just like our master is you caught the connection now yeah. so are we normal no. no so now we got to act like the Lord act in this situation because the world is putting him on the what on the spot and he just told the world I'm not like you mm-hmm. okay I'm not even from here so from now on out Shelley, you've got to see yourself as God's daughter all the way from where golden Creek heaven They're called Streets of Gold, right? So I just say, what's your address? Golden Street. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What? Where you from? Heaven. you strange, child. What's your daddy's name? Jesus. (laughs) Well, Who's your mama? The Holy Ghost. (laughs) And then folks will look at you like, something wrong with that, child. You say, you're right. I'm not normal. <laughs> Amen. Well, lock her up. Where you going to put me? Can't no gate hold me because my dad is going to come get me. Okay. Amen. Dad,
1: Jake,
0: you don't believe me? Ask Peter him when God sent the angel, shook that dungeon in the middle of the night. Amen. Amen. And walked him right on out the gate. Doing into some good stuff. Amen. So we're to be just like our master, our Lord Jesus Christ. Rise what? Up. Why? Because we're not from beneath, but from where? From above, just like he is. Amen? Y'all like in this, in the Lord good, he left a testimony just for me and for you. Amen? Amen. So that we can get crazy and and, and goofy like me right now. (laughs) All right, now go on. So it goes on to tell them that you are of this world and I'm not of this world. Did you see how he broke it even down further? Uh-huh. Therefore, I said to you that you would die in your sins. However, there's a semicolon there to tell you that another statement is about to follow. Am I right? Chrissy, God just called you alien. Mr. Dave, you're alien. Okay. You're E.T. <laughs>
1: ET.
0: Amen. Extraterrestrial. Yeah. Means he's not earthly. It's a
1: TV show.
0: Amen. I don't get a visa. <laughs> you got a visa? You're in, uh, what, intergalactic travel? Amen. Because that's what we do in the spirit. Amen. Intergalactic travel. Okay. So everybody, say I'm ET. I'm extraterrestrial. Why? Because I belong to Jesus. And my Lord is not of this, what? World. So I'm not of this, what? World. Amen. Now you're getting it. So we're rising, what? Above. Come on. So y'all getting it. Finally, I've been preaching for a whole hour. You're finally getting it. I know it. My wife said, please shut up so we can go home. Listen. Watch now. You got to get this. The Lord want me to make this point to you. I got to give you this because you all, WOC, have been suffering lately. God has been seeing the agony of your souls. It's time now that you realize who you are. And from this moment forward, even though Jesus, by all intents and purposes, was in a crisis here because he's facing a hostile crowd. They have him surrounded and there's no telling what they would try to do. Okay. If he would have been a normal human, he could have buckled in on the fear. Okay. But he stood his ground. Okay. Because he know who he is. Now, do you know who you are? Now it's time that we, the people of God in Christ Jesus stand our ground okay because there's an army marching out there that don't like us and it's called the army of darkness led by their general named satan he does not like you he'll send little smart men and women in your face and they'll kiss up to you for the sole purpose of finding out who you are what you is what you stand for then they're going to stab you in the back All right. But let me tell you something. God got angels watching out for you. And God has a spirit in you that knows the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of knowledge and also the spirit of understanding. You Nothing's going to catch you by surprise when you're walking in the spirit. If you listen to Jesus, the enemy will not catch you sleeping. Why? Because he told Peter to tell us to be what? Sober be alert why because our adversary okay the word adversary means anti-righteous in greek it's anti-righteous he walks around like a what roaring lion seeking whom he what may devour but if god's people are sober-minded and on alert by the spirit the enemy will not catch us of god Amen. <laughs> And let me tell you, he loved messing with issues of the heart. Okay? And we give in so quick to issues of the heart. But if you put on the whole armor of God, there's a breastplate of righteousness right there covering what? Your heart. So that the enemy won't what? Penetrate you. Okay? He may wound you on the surface, but it's not going to be a mortal wound. The Spirit of God is able also to heal you,
1: Amen.
0: Amen? Amen. And so, when the enemy is messing with your mind, you're able to see. Say, wait a minute, devil! I know where that's coming from. Just like in my house, the mother hell wanted to break loose, but you know what? We know where it was coming from. Hello. Just like this morning, the enemy didn't want y'all to praise God in here. Everything seemed to be going what wrong. But guess what happened? There's one person that was sensitive to the spirit said there's fire what? In the house. (laughs) And the Bible says in Romans chapter 12 that our God is like what? A consuming fire. Come on somebody. When everybody else is in the flesh somebody got to be in the spirit. Making sense to you now? So Jesus is talking to him. And at the second part of verse 24, for if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. He just told them that they were going to die in their sins. Why? Because they weren't believing him. They weren't trusting in him. But even as bad and horrible as they were to him, Emma, that day, he gave them a way out. Did he not? He just gave his enemies a way. What out? He allowed the same invitation to come to them that came to what us. He said, "Listen, if you don't believe that I am who I am, then you're gonna die in your sin. Otherwise, you can change your heart right now and not die in your sins." Hello. So it's not too late to have a heart change. And then in verse 25, then they said to him, who are you? And Jesus said to them, just what I have been saying to you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge concerning you. But he who sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. Jesus, I came all the way down here from my father to tell you the truth. Okay. And they still want to know, who are you? Where'd you come from? okay why because all they can do is see him as being what normal he was the normal son of mary and joseph Joseph, a carpenter what son they couldn't believe that he's the son of god when in fact he what is the son of god okay they did not understand that he spoke to them of the father then jesus said to them when you lift up the son of man Then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself. But as my father taught me, I speak these things. Well, what do you mean? When you lift me up, he just told him, he said, you're going to crucify me. You're going to hang me on that cross. You're going to lift me up. He said, but on that day, you're going to realize that I am the son of God. Okay. And what did the Roman soldier say at the foot of the cross when Jesus said it is finished? he is the son of God the Romans realized it and so look on Father. verse 29 and he who sent me is what with me they didn't realize that they were talking to God face to face huh and guess what now I, I'm gonna uh, somebody's gonna say but boy preacher you're scratching it who you got living in you? God. Right, come on. Who we got living in us? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. So when they're talking to us, who they're talking to on the inside of us? God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Why? Because we are not normal.
1: Are
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you realizing who you are now? <laughs> so when the world cuts you out, who living on the inside? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Spirit. And so when they're cussing you out, who are they cussing out? Whoa. Yeah. Oh, and you really think God gonna like that? That They're cussing him? Because no. when they cuss his children, they're cussing out. They're cussing him because we're the seed of God. <laughs> oh, boy. I pity the man. Of course, Mr. T used to say something else. They cuss God are you getting this are y'all getting this you belong to who to God because of who Jesus and as such we are God's children John 1 12 as many as receive him he has given them the right to become what Children of God, all those who believe on his name. Let me tell you, we are children of God, okay? What did John later would write in his other letter? He said that, Beloved, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of, hello, the children of who? God. He said, we do not know yet what we're going to be. Okay? But then he said, before that, he said, the world does not know us because it does not know him. Woo! That means brothers and sisters. There's no way that the world can identify with you because you lost your identity with the world and now you have the identity of God in Christ. Paul told us through his letter to the Colossian church, he said our lives are hidden with Christ in God. Okay? That means, Zora, you are no longer the same. That means you are no longer walking by yourself. You and Christ are now walking together and now living together in God Himself. What? Yes, baby. You, little girl, you are no longer your own life. And Paul says in the next verse, he says, When Christ our life appears, We shall be just like him. I'm going to use y'all language now. You ready? Just saying. Just saying. Okay? The scriptures cannot lie. As we get ready to close this baby out. Jesus, the king... It's not a normal man not a normal king didn't operate normal didn't think normal he thought as God thought he operated as God operated why? because he is God in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God come on now and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us so that means he has offsprings who is just like him. The Holy Ghost says so. That he gave the same gifts to us so that we can be just like our Father Jesus and live accordingly. So from now on, God say I have risen you above all of this stuff now. You're no longer the same as you were before. Okay? As we close out, okay, there's a whole bunch of. We're going to pick this up again next week. We'll close it out next week, okay, because it's going to get deeper. Things in your life have gotten deeper, but you need to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Regardless, if we got family members acting like a fool, and we do, okay. <laughs> regardless of the world, it's acting like what? A fool, and we what? We do. Uh-huh. We do. Okay? It does not change who we are in Christ Jesus. Because these men were denying who Jesus is. Did it change him? Did it change him? It did not change him one bit. Not one bit at all. Last night I had a dream. I close out with this. Pay attention, boys and girls. That young Aurora Capatra came to me in a dream last. She was smiling, and she said, "Come, go with me." And we were walking together. Let me tell you who this child is. This child loved Jesus. I have never witnessed a teenager that has such a love for our Lord, like this young lady did. Two months ago, she went home to be with the Lord. In that dream, she said, come on, let's go. I want to show you something. So we went together and she had a little smile like she always had, and we're walking side by side. And I see all these Christians, moms and dad with their kids. And they're just as happy they can be, and they're in this place. It's like a school that they were bringing their kids to. And I'm standing back, and I'm observing, and boy, they were very pleased for whatever this school was teaching their children. And I said, hmm, let me go to the owner and ask her, if we can partnership, that I will come in and I will teach the kids about Jesus and about, you know, God the Father. And, and, and we will complement each other. As she teaches them other things, I will be willing to teach the kids about God and Lord Jesus. So I go in and, and I approach her and begin to say this to her. And the woman goes off on me. So I don't want anything to do with your God or your Jesus. And I'm standing there going, whoa. And I mean, and she's blasting our God. She's blasting our Lord Jesus. And there was a lady sitting over in the corner. She interrupted and said, whoa, 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 let me tell him. And then she started blasting our God and our Lord Jesus. And then I stopped them. I said, whoa, let me tell you something, lady. Your fancy words does not stop God from being who he is. Your fancy words does not stop Jesus from being Lord. And as it's written, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And all of a sudden there was a man sitting there and he looked over at me and he smiled. And it looked like a gentleman I knew, I couldn't quite figure out if it was Michael from the bank or Brian Vickers or something. Two gentlemen that loved the Lord that I know. And, but this person, he looked at me like, and he smiled. And more I think about it, in the the dream, that was an angel telling me, son, well done. So I turned to Aurora and we walk out. And she disappears. So, what happened next is I'm now looking at this building. I shared this with Deacon Clinton last night. And a voice spoke to my spirit said, Don't go looking for another building. That's where you're supposed to be. Go and get with an architect and have him redesign the building. Gut it completely out and redesign it this way. And don't worry about the money. Because $500,000 is coming in. And my wife was standing there and we were talking and we were looking at it. And then that was the end of the dream. So, what did that tell me? I, I don't know what the dream means, people. But it sounds like to me that Christians were being deceived. They were sending their kids to a place where they was not being taught the truth to love God, to love Jesus and God had to put the devil in his place. And he blessed me to be a part of it. And he said, don't worry son, the burden that you've been carrying about having a place. He said, I got that too. Okay, why? Because we're not normal, we belong to Jesus. Jesus wasn't normal, okay? He came all the way from heaven. And let me tell you, when you know who his father is, (laughs) he's definitely not normal. Amen? Amen. So as we close out today, kids, I know that was hard to follow me today. If you didn't get all that, I I, I didn't get it all either. It took me some days to put this together. Okay? And I still don't have it all, because we didn't finish it. Okay, It's going to be part three next week. Jesus the King, part C. He's not normal. Donald Trump, he's
1: normal. (laughs)
0: Vladimir Putin, he's normal. Prime Minister of Germany and England, both females. They're normal. Okay? Jesus, he's the King of Kings. And Lord of Lords, he's not normal. Every head bowed. Let's get ready to go home. Brother Millie in the hospital, I know what that brother doing. Just as sure as God gave him strength, he's talking to somebody about Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Haven't y'all noticed a radical change in that brother lately? Have you, Christians noticed a radical change in your dad? Because normacy is not his thing anymore. Hello, same for you. God is letting us know we're not normal because we belong to Jesus. Every head bow, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for allowing us to be here today and hearing about you and your son, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came and, Lord, you showed us through your prophet Isaiah and then in your own actions. Though to the world, you look normal. Yet you were not normal because you were God in the flesh, and therefore you operated as God. God can only be God; there's no one else, and do the things of God. And so, Lord, we thank you that you allowed us to be your children by bringing your gospel, so that we can believe in your Spirit to help us to believe and realize that we've sinned against you. And that through your death upon the cross, you remove our sins far from us as the east is from the west. And Lord, you've healed us of all our sickness and disease. And Lord, you've strengthened us by your spirit that we now pick up wings like eagles. And we are rising above. Lord, thank you for everyone now. I pray now, fill us with your Holy Spirit once again. So that we can go out and be your living witness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.